So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, lords, ladies, cats, dogs, birds, bats, owls, eagles, the queen, paper straws, unicorns. Don't bring them into this. Gays, straights, blacks, whites, gender fluids, all of the above. We are the most inclusive podcast in all of the world. Welcome. Season 2, episode 17 of the world-famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. Friendly reminder that my pronouns are junkie and alcoholic. And I still didn't come up with any. Shocking. I know. It's a big decision. I'm not ready to commit. Would you say that you would describe yourself as demisexual? No, but I learned that word at work a couple weeks ago, and it really actually just means not a hoe. Which is rather unfortunate. I think the world, quite frankly, needs more hoes. Really? Because you've already plowed through the population that's here thus far? Quite literally, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, hoes in my 20s were my bread and butter. Mm, That's nice, honey. Low self-esteem and varying vaginal floor. Ew. No? I don't know. I mean, I agree. I'm sure it was low self-esteem. That's sad. You shouldn't be proud of that. I was going to go with loose legs, but I wanted to be more specific. So I felt like a, perhaps a weak vaginal floor is better. So demisexual, the official definition is people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with the person. Which is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I feel like we should all be living our life like that. No. Really? I think we need more one night stands. No, I've one night stand in my life away. I'm done with that. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> one night standed your first marriage away. <laughs> it's unfortunate for that big foreheaded motherfucker. Oh, Chris isn't better though. Not at all. You want to talk about resentments? No, I'm not quite ready. Okay. Yeah, sure, honey. In your own time. Want to make sure we thank the show sponsors. Marlane Graphics, our studio sponsor, marlanegraphics.com for all of your printing needs. And the show sponsor is Realtor and a Baby, realtorandababy.com for all of your real estate needs. I would love to PSA tonight. I feel like we just we just did, though. Oh, with the demisexual. Yeah, that was an education for all. I'm sure there's many people out there that haven't heard that term. I never have. No, I'm. that's why I identify as. I don't think you can. Why? <laughs> Unless you like qualify that with I'm a reformed hoe <laughs> and I'm now a demisexual. You can be whatever you want to be. I, I'm in recovery. Uh, well, I and mean, now I'm a demisexual. I think ever increasingly that is true. There's now a box that asks your gender that says not applicable. So it's male, female or not applicable. Keeping it open ended. OK. OK. They should. You know what they should do? What? To be, again, more inclusive, they should provide a space to write an answer in. You know what my problem is with all this? I actually don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with anyone being what they want to be, honestly. So your honestly. problem is that you don't have a problem? No, my problem is that I feel as though, and I don't know if anyone else feels this, 
that it is a constantly changing environment and situation and I don't know how to properly react to it. Like I live in fear that I'm accidentally being disrespectful or offensive when that would never be my intention. It, it would be Chris's, I'm sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, you know, that's that's my problem with this, that I have anxiety surrounding the situation. And since I'm an alcoholic and it's about me, you know, I'm confused and uneducated. But I'm not. I think I try to educate myself, but then it changes so quickly. We need the guidelines. Like, it needs to be clear-cut guidelines so I know the appropriate things to say. There needs to be, like, some sort of flow chart for your sexuality these yeah, days. Yeah, just so I, I, like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's not my, you know, that's not my shtick. I like to be respectful of people. I So do I, but at the same time, like, what's it like walking around on eggshells your entire life? No, that's what I'm saying. You, you think I do that? I think so. Uh, well, if you're afraid to offend somebody, it's fucking 2022. You can't even walk down the street and say hi without somebody thinking you're trying to, like, bang them or something. Well, no, and I think that's my problem with it. Like, I genuinely don't want to offend anyone. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. Let's just stop being a pussy. All right, we can cut this whole thing out. Sorry. Go ahead. We need legs. Yeah, we do. <laughs> loose legs. <laughs> we need peddlers. I don't care if they're loose, tight, whatever they are, as long as they can pedal a bike. And low-performing vaginal floors. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, get the padded shorts, though. That's important. But uh, we need peddlers for... Um, the Rough Ride event, Team Foster, Benefits Team Foster, June 4th and 5th. Come join. Click on teamfoster.org. Click on join a team. Join the So I Married an Alcoholic team, which is growing. It sure is. It is in both monetary donations and peddlers. But trust me, we need more. Auntie Gay P, I think, has been feeling a lot of pressure lately because there was exactly three people signed up. And he was going to have to pedal for 23.75 of the hours. Yeah, because out of those three, I wasn't doing a goddamn thing except, again, showing up, talking shit, and most likely offending a majority of the people that'll be there. So we appreciate all those who have signed up. We have some verbal commitments from people. We're going to need you to get online and sign up your name there so we can start making a schedule. People let us know, peddlers, when you want to be there, when you want to pedal. We will be accommodating. Jesus Christ, that was like the most obnoxious flight of ideas I've ever heard in my life. I know, I'm sorry. You just tried to squeeze five minutes of audio into 30 seconds. Sometimes I talk <laughs> fast. Of oh, that plug. Christopher, I'm trying to be more concisive. Actually, calling me Christopher is offending me. I've never called you Christopher, I don't think. Seriously. Your momsy does when she's mad. Am I in trouble? Nope. <laughs> Not yet. Well. It's early. Why don't you check the credit card statement? Oh, God. We can have that conversation a little bit. Tonight's lack of PSA. Is brought to you by Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes. Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes for all of your double penetration needs. Megan? Yes? Would you say it's fair that we, personally, you and I, have been in a bit of a rut the past couple of weeks? We have been in a little bit of a rut. And if you were to, would surmise be the word? I don't know. I don't know what your question is. Summation? Slamma lamma ding dong. <laughs> if you were to guess why we have been in such a rut the past couple of weeks, what would you attribute that to? 
I just thought it was being really busy and having a lot on our plate and not Chris and I talked about how we normally have dedicated time that just the two of us spend together. And we really haven't had that in probably the last month or two. And there is really none coming on the horizon. In fact, we're actually book solid through like mid-June. So I do not disagree with any of that, except for the fact that I think a large majority of our listening audience is well aware right now that you work at least 400 hours a week. On a slow week. So you, have you gotten another role or something? No. Have you just been extra busy? At work? In life? I feel that way, yes. Or it's perhaps I've done less couch surfing. You have? And more shopping. Is that the rut? Could be. Oh, See, that's how Chris feels, the rut. So I actually said to him the other day, hey, we need a reset. We're starting to get on each other's nerves. And I was like, fuck you. He was like, okay, baby, I love you. So that's really what happened. But yeah, he'll say that on air. What? I have the text message. Here we go. It's going up on the Instagram. Doubt it, bro. And then five minutes later, I love you, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) That actually happened. So I said, I think we need a reset. Mm. Like, we need time together. We need to plan a date night. I don't actually know when that's going to be. I said to him, I think I have about three hours on Wednesday evening or during the day only on Friday. Mm. And then other than that, I'm pretty much filled up until (laughs) mid-June. Thank God. But anyway, I I think that that's one of the reasons we've been in a rut. Because we normally are good at doing that, and we just haven't been. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, obviously work is is a big taker of the time, consumes a lot of our time. Absolutely. There's also, you know, some background stuff going on, you know, with the family. And then you and I just went up to Worcester for the holidays. Um, And also, again, bringing it back to the alcoholism thing, uh, you know, I think that, again, like I can just catastrophize pretty much anything. So like if Megan comes home and she's quiet or something like that, you know, I guess I, any number of things where I don't think that Megan, Megan is acting the way that Megan should act in my eyes. I'm like, oh, shit, something's up. What did I do? What did she do? What's going on? That's so interesting that you're saying that. And more likely than not, it's my own shit that I'm dealing with. A hundred percent. And he never says, what did I do? He always says, what did she do? Because he's yeah, exactly. the most suspicious person I've ever met. It is the alcoholic in me. Again, I will make a mountain out of a molehill regardless of what it is. So have you been feeling that recently? Is that why you've been on edge? I've been on edge. I, I don't necessarily think that. No. I mean, I have just been super busy and don't have time to worry about your bullshit. Okay. Which in turn makes me feel some sort of way about my bullshit. Hmm. Explain that to us. It's interesting, isn't that? Yes. I don't know where you're going with this. Explain it to me. Help me understand, honey. That is going to require a bit of explanation, isn't it? It is. I just, I feel like in a lot of ways that we're just almost out of sync. And again, I think that it doesn't have... Well, I guess it does have a lot to do with, you know, you're very busy, I'm very busy, holidays, the family background stuff, things that are going on uh, that are way beyond our control. But I think that, I don't know, I just, 
feel like out of sync. And I, and I think that when I start to feel that is when I start to like act out or act like a little child. Does that make sense? I mean, it should to you, but... I was just going to say, to me it does, yes. <laughs> and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing, right? Well, I mean, obviously the acting out is. I think that recognizing that we're out of sync is obviously huge. I think like most things in our relationship, it needs to happen way before it gets recognized. Like, I have to do a better job at that. But it's not necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, you're busy. Your work is your work. Like, you work 40, 50 hours a week, every week. It doesn't matter, whatever. I can be doing absolutely nothing for the next week and then, you know, pull an 80-hour work week. And that's 100% my shit, you know? Yeah, but I have to recognize that and be supportive of it, too. And I get that. Like, I, I think we've been out of sync for the past couple weeks. And I'm not sure what kind of spurred it off but I do think it has to do with us being busy I'm at the end of my school year and during the summer I don't work full-time so that's good and bad right I picked up extra work these past couple months um, to kind of pad it because I don't work full-time in the summer aka I don't get a paycheck Mm -hmm. so that always leaves me a little bit of anxiety so I try to like plow out extra hours before then and I'm in like in the home stretch right now. I'm in a countdown. So I'm like nose to the grindstone, can't see anything else except like I just have to get through it. Like that, I have a countdown going like I can make it. It's only three more weeks. I can keep doing this insanity for three more weeks. So in that sense, I think I do a poor job then at recognizing what's going on with you. And I also think I don't, I don't have time for bullshit during that. And I know that sounds you know, selfish or whatever, but I literally just have time to work, take care of my family and try to fill every extra second with getting stuff done around the house or doing these things. Cause I feel like all of that, it, there's so many things that I'm like, I will get that done when I am done work in three weeks. But those things keep compounding and compounding. Oh yes, they do. And so that overwhelms me too, you know? And so I do, I, I think, I, you know, the other night Chris was, picking 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 and I was all butthurt about it because I'm oversensitive 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 and as two alcoholics we're both extremely reactive we feed off each other's moods all the time and I went to bed whatever night it was Saturday night I guess and I you know I was kind of like I was mad at him and he knew I was mad at him and we just weren't really talking and we went to bed and I, you know, stewed over it overnight and I didn't sleep <laughs> good. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, you know what? Chris had an open house yesterday and it kind of sucked because this market sucks and the whole thing sucks. And it just works really crazy for him right now. It wasn't what he wanted it to be. It didn't live up to his expectations. And I'm sure he is so stressed and freaked out by it and feeling some sort of way. And he was picking on me. That's not right. Not right at all. But there's reasons behind it. So instead, I took all my stewing and I stood outside of myself for 30 seconds, believe it or not. And I texted him, hey, we need a reset. We, Chris and I will say all the time, we are 100% when we are in sync, the most powerful people in the world. 
we well, do. Well, I mean, not really that powerful. It's not like we're Bill and Hillary Clinton or something. But that's you a know. terrible fucking example. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've never killed anyone. Have you? N- no. <laughs> Not that I know of. No. So uh, when we are in sync, we can do anything. Would you agree with that? Uh, hands down. Uh, we are like when we are firing on the same wavelength, we are everything is good in the world. When one of us is a little bit off, the whole boat rocks. Mm. And that's fucking dangerous. It is dangerous because we're not taught. We're not two people where the boat rocks and you get in a little argument and you move on. We are alcoholics. So number one. Our go-to is, could be relapse, right? Like, that's a reality in this marriage. So that's actually a good point because we are not normal people. We cannot, you know, grab a babysitter, go hit the bar, have a couple of beers, blow some steam off, uh, throw it in your butt in the backseat of, you know, a car. Uh, that's no longer an outlet for us. No, or an option. Whereas a lot of people have that outlet. We've talked about that before. Good day at work, have a couple of beers. Bad day at work, have double the amount of beers you would have from a good day. Yeah, we have a couple of beers. We end up blowing our whole retirement, losing the house, getting divorced. The whole thing goes up in flames in one night of drinking. And then I will end up in Vegas with, you know, said dead hooker. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just, all I'm saying, for fuck's sake, Megan, is it's not a <laughs> fucking outlet or an option anymore. It is not. So I guess we need to work on how we get back in sync. How to deal with emotions properly. Well, I mean, that's like an ongoing uphill battle for us. How to deal with... Oh, actually... no, it's good. I mean, we should still try. Just because it's hard doesn't mean we shouldn't try. No, I agree. But like, you know, actually plugging in the vacuum and using it would also be a good skill set for you to pick up. So fuck you, because I vacuumed several times this weekend. You don't even know where the vacuum is. You don't use the vacuum. Frankie uses her new vacuum that plays Baby Shark at volume 1,000. Why would they make a child's toy so loud? Literally almost as loud as you on this podcast, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to stab your fucking aunt for buying her that. Uh, That... I'm telling you, that thing's actually going to come down the shore this summer and live next door. It's outside as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) At about 8.30 this morning, which is approximately six minutes after I rolled out of bed, I was like, fuck this. It's a sin, though, because she actually loves it. She dances to the song. She sings the song. She puts on the vacuum. She vacuums with the vacuum. But it's nails on a chalkboard. It's horrible. Front row at a concert because it is so loud. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we anyway, digress. Anyway, moving on, moving on. We feel we that's something we're in sync about the vacuum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the child's vacuum. Yes. Never been in sync with the vacuum in your fucking life. Anywho, let's bring it back. Bring so, it back. Uh, what were we talking about before we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fired up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Went off the rails right there. <laughs> you know, keeping the emotions in check. I guess. Yeah. Would that be? Is that even remotely close to what we were talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think keeping emotions in check is really the right thing. I actually think maybe that's where we go wrong. We try to keep our emotions in check too much. Does that make sense? Maybe for you. Like I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think the audience is well aware by now that I wear my emotions on my sleeve and uh I do not hold back. So that's total bullshit that you don't hold back, but it's not emotions. It's like 
little digs and expletives. They're not actually expressing emotions. You're just throwing out bullshit. Well, see, so, this is, again, where you've done a great disservice to yourself because if you were a real doctor, you would be able to figure out how I'm feeling. But since you're not... <laughs> This is what we end up with. No, so that's what I'm saying. I think it's actually not necessarily keeping our emotions in check, but disclosing our emotions or actually maybe being in touch with them because I think we mm. both still do that. You know, we drank to squelch down our emotions. To squelch down everything. And I think we're still extremely awkward people when it comes to talking about real topics like emotions without question so I think that's probably where we go on and again I think now that we're kind of talking about it where we've been out of sync is like both of us feeling busy and overwhelmed like that's pretty fucking lame you know what I'm saying like that's not an actual problem I mean it's a good problem to have it's right? a good problem to have like there's nothing wrong with it it's the fact that we became disconnected during it <laughs> dysfunctional <laughs> yeah we've been dysfunctional the whole time <laughs> I think that says a lot about us as human beings just normally we're doing dysfunction together honey <laughs> dysfunction in sync that's right I like that um, so I don't know I guess you know we have a date night plan for Wednesday night with no babysitter so it may actually get canceled at my favorite restaurant in the world, which you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, if you don't get a babysitter, you are taking one for the team. I'll bring you home some leftovers. That sounds good. Someone is eating there because we magically yes. got that re reservation from a wait list. It was like they knew we needed to reconnect. But, well, not for nothing, but they probably saw your name on the caller ID. Like, for instance... I went up to the Brooks Brothers store today, which is at the outlets across the street from us. Mm -hmm. And I had baby Frankie because... I enjoy my time with Frankie, unlike you. Mm -hmm. So I bring her everywhere I go. So we opened the doors of the Brooks Brothers, and it was like the lights of heaven shone upon us. And I hear, hey, Chris, how are you? That's sick. And You're I'm like, sick fuck. you know, looking for a former client or something like that. No, it's the manager. See, that's not really good. We don't have personal shopper at Brooks Brothers kind of money. <laughs> of course we do. That's why I was at the outlet. I can't afford to go to the real Brooks no, Brothers No, no, definitely. And even at the outlet, we're like, where's the clearance rack? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to need the sale on the sale. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways. We've uh, digressed yet we again. We have. Okay, so see, maybe we're still out of a sink. Actually, I think this is good. I think actually what ended the streak was I just quite literally plowed your face into your pillow last night. And I think that that really helped. Okay. Maybe a little bit? No, I mean, I think that's the first thing that goes when we're out of sync. It's interesting you mentioned that because when was the last time that we had sex? It was probably two weeks ago. Yeah. Which is a really long stretch for us. Yeah. Not for everyone, but for uh, for us. <laughs> not for the rest of you thirsty motherfuckers. No, I'm just not judging people that maybe are just once a month type of people. I'm just saying, do you? You know what I mean? I just no, no judgment. Because they're demisexual and they're emotionally attracted to their partner. What is it? Uh, you have to have an emotional attachment to your partner. Maybe that's why we haven't been having sex. Maybe we're actually demisexual and we were so disconnected we couldn't even look at each other like that. <laughs> the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. No, but I do think that's the first thing that goes. I would say in this particular circumstance, if we're keeping it in the here and now, I would say that, that, yeah, that's accurate. And it's one of those things you can just tell that we're out of sync. Like, we're going to bed at different times. 
That usually happens anyway. It does, but then you like wake me up, which is always when I get my deepest sleep in that like 20 minutes while you're taking your end of the night poop. Which is also when I get my most productive thoughts in. That's <laughs> good. It's where I do all the show prep. <laughs> so anyway, um, no, you're right. We have been. And what are, were you thinking we were out of sync li- leading up to this? Oh yeah, 100%. But again, I was just going to sweep it under the rug because I was busy. Yeah, me too. And I didn't you, have time to deal with you. Do you think that... Just shitty because I'm married to you. No, it totally is. That's why Sunday morning I was like, all right, I'm going to stop sitting in my shit and turn this around because otherwise it's going to keep going down and down to a place that it should not go. And I, on the other hand, you know, had showing Sunday morning. I had an open house Sunday afternoon. I had showings again after the open house, which is just a really long way of saying... Look at how amazing and successful I am. Mm-hmm. However, my solution, whereas you were like, all right, I'm just going to put an end to this. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to bury my head and work or go make a million dollars. I'll buy the boat and see you later. That's not good, honey. Like, that was my solution. Maybe, Ignore it. But I actually think that you were appreciative of me saying something. That's rather self-centered of you. I, it is, but I think it's the truth. I mean, maybe a little bit. I do. I think that, you know, again, we're extremely awkward people <laughs> in in love and emotions. So I think, you know, for one of us to actually come out and say it without having to come to a huge blowout first, I don't know. I would have been relieved if you did it. Did you feel relief at all? Yes, absolutely. Because, again, like I knew that we were we were off. We were out of sync. But again, my solution rather than, you know, necessarily dealing with that was to just, you know, continue to muddle through the weekend and deal with my bullshit inappropriately. And I think, too, it's funny. I'm sure like you talk about catastrophizing, catastrophizing. Go ahead. I can't say it. One more time. Catastrophizing. How much did your parents spend on your education? Too much for me to not be able to pronounce words. But anyway, but that word, the other C word, go ahead. I think that we can both also get in our heads. At least I know I can where I'm like, something's off. Something's not good. Something's not right. But then I also in the same sense are saying, well, maybe I'm the only one that thinks that. Is it you know what I mean? (laughs) Have I actually made this up? Is everything normal? (laughs) And in reality, I'm I'm just being oversensitive or overreactive where does he think this too? And then I'm like, oh no, he can't think it. Oh my God, it is totally me. It's me. I'm nuts. That's this. That's the answer. That's solution. And maybe that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we both can do that in a sense. Without question. Where we just don't say it out loud. Yeah, I think we're definitely both guilty of that. So I'm, I'm glad that we had this opportunity to come down here tonight, even though we're both tired and just trying to make the donuts for the next couple weeks to get to the next reprieve the next donut making shop yeah seriously i mean does it ever really stop it doesn't does it no not if you are not born independently wealthy (laughs) we weren't or we were but it's gone i don't know so i think the problem is you know this little crazy phase will end and then the next crazy phase will start and the next one and the next one so the important thing is for us to stay connected during that because when we're not Shit falls off the rails real quick. It does. And 
Um, I don't know. I don't know how we get better at that. You got any insight over there? I Not necessarily a solution, although, again, I'm very happy that we've had this opportunity to discuss this. I think if we did this a year ago, it would have ended in a catastrophic blowout. Perhaps Jim and Vail would be sitting in the living room again, repeating that cycle of bullshit. And I think it's one of those things that, like, again, just having a conversation. We can't be the only two fucked up people in the world. I mean, maybe we're a little more fucked up than the, the majority, the average. Joe. Yeah, sure. You know, but maybe this is a stopping point for a lot of people to question, you know, certain situations that they find themselves in. And again, communication is the key, right? And I think marriages work, right? Like, it obviously, is. we met each other. We had an instant connection. We fell in love. But that connection grows, but it can also be lost really quickly through like the grind of life. Yes, not only through the grind of life and building careers and rebuilding lives in your mid-30s, but also being two alcoholics who, again, remove the alcohol. And you are sometimes or quite often, more often than not, you are still that selfish, self-centered, self-seeking individual. Yeah. And I feel like I feel very attacked by the way you said you. I knew you meant the collective you, but it felt directed at, you know, the person across from you right now. It's because it was. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for owning that. But it <laughs> don't, don't get that construed, misconstrued with anything. You're not speaking for yourself in this sense. No, I was speaking for you. <laughs> but I think you need to continue to cultivate that connection through marriage. I don't just want, like, Chris is my best friend, he's my partner, he's blah, blah, blah. But I don't just want those things, you know? I want that romantic connection that we've always had, that funny, joking, fantastic banter that we've always had. And when we get in a rut, whether it's our own rut, it bleeds into our relationship. Unfortunately, it does. All right, you got anything else? No, that's it. Sick of looking at you. I know, right? I'm so tired. So I think the lesson, much like most of the lessons, I, I don't know if you're starting to see a theme here. Communication is key. It is. You know, and getting ahead of things. And obviously you can't get ahead of everything, but I think recognizing those certain uh, cues or triggers or whatever you want to call them saves a lot of headaches, a lot of time, a lot of spinning wheels, a lot of useless, misdirected energy. Yeah, quite honestly, the fact that this only went on for a couple weeks is like humongous growth for us. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Like you guys both sat in your own shit for a couple weeks and you both knew it and no one said anything. Let me tell you, son, two years ago, this would have been like a six month ordeal. And I would like crying ourselves to sleep every night. Like it would have been so ridiculous. Absolutely. And all we had to do was actually just talk about it. And it only took a couple weeks. Like I think we both deserve a medal. I'm proud of us. So amazing. I know. <laughs> We're such losers. All right. Speak for yourself, honey. Let's wrap this up. Well, in review, you can be whatever you want to be. Sign up for the Team Foster Rough Ride. So it's teamfoster.org. Sign up. Join a team. Donate. Make sure it goes to the So I Married an Alcoholic team because we are alcoholics. I have a fundraising goal that I have set. And we're not there yet. And it is way above probably everybody's expectations because my daddy never loved me. It's good to overachieve, honey. That's right. Also, too, I have a special request. Oh, fuck. 
reach out to us. We have loved having more and more guests on this show, and we'd love more. If you want to come tell your story, no matter what it is, we would love to hear it. We'd love to have you in the boob studio <laughs> and have you share your experience, strength, and hope with our audience. So send us an email. So I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. And please don't be a dud. Have a personality. Yeah, otherwise I'll have to cut you out. Yeah. Okay. All right, darling. Had enough? I've had enough. Say goodnight, my love. Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. My pronouns are junkie and alcoholic. Cut off your pet's privates. And please, if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.